Ladies and gentlemen, live from the world's most beautiful city, San Francisco, California, Ring Talk, your inside look into the world of boxing and mixed martial arts. I expose people to magic. I expose them to something they're never otherwise going to see in their boring, normal lives. And I gave that to them. Ring Talk on Sports Byline is brought to you by the World Boxing Organization and ringtalk.com. That's how I roll. And now, the host of the longest-running fight show in history. Radical people like Sean Penn and Mel Gibson and Colin Farrell and Pedro Fernandez. Radical people. Dames y caballeros, bienvenidos. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the multi-million dollar Sports Byline Studios in the City by the Bay, San Francisco, California. My name is Pedro Fernandez, and this is Ring Talk Live Worldwide. We're talking boxing and MMA on Sports Byline. Straight up, we have open phone lines, coast to coast. If you'd like to join us on the toll for you can't take that around the world. Coast to coast, not around, not around the world. 1-800-878-PLAY is 1-800-878-7529. We go to the O2 Arena, London, the UK, of course. Gennady Golovkin now 36-0. No surprise there, but the manner in which he destroyed Kell Brook. Oh, my God. I mean, broke a bone in his face straight up. Gennady Golovkin, the most feared man in boxing right now, 36 0, 33 KOs, TKO 5 over the formerly undefeated world welterweight champion, Kell Brook of the UK. Of course, Kell Brook is an outstanding welterweight, but not a good middleweight. Hey, and where is Canelo Alvarez and all this, right? On the outside looking in, going to fight by somebody by the name of Liam Smith pretty soon. Straight up, Liam Smith, the WBO 154 pound champion, a credible fighter, but not. Of Golovkin Zilk. Of course, Golovkin and Canelo is a match everybody's waiting for at 160 pounds. Straight up, will it ever happen? Eventually it will. But, you know, I got to go back to my great friend Hector Martinez, the manager of Roberto Duran in, his, uh, in the later stages of his career. But he told me, he said, you know, I, I just, I don't feel comfortable watching these guys anymore. I said, why? It's the dedication's not there anymore. Of course, he was talking about the current state, state of boxing and the fact that he gets to watch, you know, this new movie on Roberto Duran. Wow. Hands of Stone. That's out. We'll talk about that in detail. Probably not today. But we'll talk about Gennady Golovkin in detail today. Of course, we'll talk about the world of boxing. And guess this. I'm celebrating 33 years of Ring Talk Live Worldwide today. So maybe I'll just talk about some old times right here on Sports Byline. Well, before you do anything rash, dig this. Do you use the blue pill to charge your sex life? Have you been thinking about trying the blue pill? What if we can promise you the same results for less than $3 a pill? If you're paying $20 a pill for the other pills, you're getting taken to the cleaners. Our pill delivers the exact same results for less than $3. We'll do the math for you. You'll save more than $16 a pill for the same results. Want more? We'll give you 40 blue pills or 40 yellow pills for $99 and add four more pills free. You save more than $500. You don't have to be a rocket scientist to know what to do next. You need to call and get your 44 pills for just $99. Stop overpaying for the other blue pills. Call us and start saving a ton of money for the exact same results. Ordering is fast and easy with your pills delivered to your door in a non-marked package. 800-223-0992. 800-223-0992. That's 800-223-0992. My joints used to kill me. 
I'd wake up with stiff knees and a stiff back, and it wouldn't get much better throughout the day. I went to doctors and took almost every supplement you can think of, and nothing seemed to help. Then I found something called Oil Can Joint Lubricant. They use only top-of-the-line, all-natural ingredients, and I know many companies make similar claims, but here's the big difference. Oil can ingredients are scientifically formulated to work together faster than anything else in the marketplace. That's guaranteed. I take oil can every day. My knee pain was gone in just a few days. So if you have knee pain back pain and you've tried everything, try Oil Can Joint Lubricant risk-free right now. I'm confident you'll have fewer aches and pains within days or we will gladly refund your money. Call right now. 800-989-1795. This is Glenn Hagee, America's Master Handyman, with a Granger Tip of the Week. Many items that we depend on require batteries to operate. All batteries are not created equal. New battery technology is improving battery power and longevity. It is important to keep batteries fully charged. Only use the same size and style recommended by the manufacturer when replacing them. Be sure to insert batteries correctly to avoid any damage. And now, a word from Granger. The Safety Oath. Repeat after me. I will safely bring safety to my facility and keep it safe. I will safely keep my people safe. I will put safety first in everything I do, and I will safely do so with Granger. When you think safety, think Granger. Granger's got over 100,000 safety products to help keep our facility safe and our people safer. When it comes to safety, Granger's got your back. Call clickgranger.com slash safety or stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. They say that actually, every time that I enter the ring, in a way, I'm going to war. They say to me daily, you are a prize fighter. What's the difference? And I like to say to those critics of the press and to the others, that there's one hell of a lot of difference in fighting in the ring and going to war in Vietnam. Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. I'm great. Thank you, Pedro. I'm great. I feel great. He is great, 36-0, 33 knockouts, the world middleweight champion, bar none. I mean, everybody's got uh, sanctioning bodies and different issues as far as the world middleweight championships are But, <laughs> you know, we all know that Gennady Golovkin is hand and shoulders above the rest of the guys at 1-6. Now, can we get the best guys at 1-6 to fight each other? Well, we'll talk about that in detail right now. And, of course, I'm talking about Canelo Alvarez going to take on Liam Smith, of course, the 17th of September, live on pay-per-view, of course, from Las Vegas, and that this is the big Mexican-American uh, Independence Day weekend. It'll have a fantastic crowd there in Vegas. The, the Vegas will be jumping. North Las Vegas will be jumping. I don't know if I told you this, but back in the day, back when Julio Cesar Chavez fought Melvin Taylor for the first time back in 1990, okay, I was looking. The fight was sold out. I mean, this was the Mexican icon, Julio Cesar Chavez, undefeated, like, 75 and 0, 77 or something like that. And of course, the upstart kid from Philadelphia, the Olympic gold medalist from, you know, I mean, he was the guy. 1984, he was the MVP of the team. No, he wasn't the MVP. Yeah, he was the MVP of the team. So he was like the guy that was going to be like the superstar. I'm talking about Meldrick Taylor. And of course, they engaged in this fantastic ritual back and forth. Boom, boom, boom. Taylor doing well early. Chavez closing the gap later on. And of course, that 12th round, that pivotal 12th round where 
Julio Cesar Chavez came in and boom, connected with one shot and put Meldrick Taylor down. Of course, a big controversy in referee Richard Steele, whether he should have stopped the fight or not. Well, I was sitting there on the ninth throw of that fight and right in that corner. And I was watching Richard Steele looking into his eyes and looking to the back of Meldrick Taylor. And what happened was when Meldrick was uh, up and looking at Richard Steele, Lou Duva, his corner man, had jumped up on the aprons. Remember, there was only about 15 seconds left in this fight. We're talking about March 1990. Of course, 1990 was the year in which Buster Douglas melted down Mike Tyson just a few few weeks before in Tokyo. So boxing was really, really hot. I mean, 1990 boxing was sizzling, no doubt about it. And this Julio Cesar Chavez, Meldrick Taylor fight was one of those pound-for-pound type of fights. I mean, who is the best pound-for-pound, Taylor the boxer from Philly or the slugger from Culiacan? Okay, undefeated, and of course, he he was undefeated. That night, he came into that fight losing, uh, came into that 12th round losing, and of course, closed the show, man. Came up with that big punch, and of course, Taylor looking the other way when referee Richard Steele was looking at him, and there was some controversy. In fact, they booed Richard Steele. They still boo him. If he gets into some public, he gets booed because of that one fight. That, of course, the Mike Tyson-Razor Ruddock fight, the first fight when he stopped that fight, and he stopped it in an inappropriate manner. And I don't mean that he stopped at the wrong time. I mean that he did it by pulling. Anyway, he pulled the wrong guy away. And the bottom line was it just didn't look good cosmetically the way the stop was put down. Of course, uh, that was a big uh, rematch as far as Razor Ruddock and, and Mike Tyson was going sort of made Razor Ruddock the fighter that he was. Of course, he would went on and fight for a long, long time. Came back, I think, about a year ago and tried to come back at the age of 51 or 52. Of course, that was unsuccessful. But Julio Cesar Chavez, Meldrick Taylor, pound for pound, these guys were like the real deal. As I said, probably fight of the year. But that 1990 was so, as I said, Tyson had just got melted down by 37-1 to Buster Douglas. 37-1 to underdog Buster Douglas, right? Nobody knew of him. I had him on the show before, and those of you that have listened to the show for that long remember that I had Buster on the show before he won the heavyweight championship. I interviewed him for a Boxing Monthly magazine over there in the U.K., that cover story I did with Tyson and Douglas. I did this before the fight because, you know, anytime somebody fights for the heavyweight championship of the world, unless they're a total slug, I mean like me, okay, me fighting for the heavyweight championship, I would, I would have absolutely, it would be like a million or a zillion to one. Okay, unless you're a zillion to one underdog, and you've got no prayer whatsoever, I think that this fight deserves coverage. Anytime the heavyweight champion of the world steps into the ring, be it for a non-title fight or a title fight, it deserves some type of coverage. Well, actually, the American press sort of shied away from uh, putting uh, attention on Buster Douglas and Mike Tyson. In fact, I think the only major uh, newspaper writer that went over there was the Mike Marley, then of the New York Post. And, of course, he went over and he covered that fight, and it was fantastic to get Marley on the radio a couple of weeks later. I mean, Wow, it was it was so eerie watching that go down. 37-1, Buster Douglas melting down Mike Tyson, breaking him down round by round. Of course, that then that last explosion by Mike, boom, dropping Buster Douglas. And, of course, Douglas beating the count, but in some people's mind, the count was longer. And, you know, there was a controversy involved where Jose Suleiman, the late Jose Suleiman, I call him Jose Silly Man sometimes, of course, he... Late Tyson founded. is taking some big punches. James Douglas is not a great puncher, but, with, but he's a 230-pound man throwing some hard stuff. And Tyson, to his credit, has stood in there and took taken the punches. Oh, what a right hand by Tyson to begin the 10th round. Emphasis on man, Larry. This has been an inspired, courageous performance by a man whose mother has died within the past month. 
whose son's mother is battling a difficult kidney ailment, who had every reason to come into this bout depressed and downtrodden, chosen by no one to have a chance of getting out of the first few rounds, and he has thoroughly dominated Mike Tyson with the exception of the moment when he went down. Well, the other day, John Johnson's uh, Douglas' manager and Douglas himself said, I am a new person now. And a Tyson, your rematch with Vladimir. Of course, the great Buster Douglas there melting down Mike Tyson, February of 1990, 37 to 100 dogs. But, hey, how about a week ago? We'll talk about that after the break. But Robert Guerrero, the ghost from Gilroy, California, of course, a, a champion holding titles, I think, at 126, 130, 135, and 140, I believe, and then 147, maybe. Anyway, won a whole lot of title belts. Doesn't make him a fantastic fighter. Makes him a good fighter, but not a great fighter. Anytime he came up, as far as greatness was concerned, I think Robert sort of left it at home because he's, you know, he's, not, he's not the most gifted guy in the world, but losing to a 100-to-1 underdog, oh, my, a 71-to-1 underdog. I think the Lions opened at 100-to-1 in a close at 71. Robert Guerrero losing last week on uh, television, a majority decision. Probably his career has got to be over. I mean, you think about it. I mean, he sort of squeezed the grape probably as much as you can. The Mayweather fight, of course, he got that because – I mean, he, he's had some good fights. Hasn't had some some super fights. I mean, a couple of them. I mean, you know, but not great, great fights. And the bottom line was against Mayweather. He sort of looked very inept. But again, everybody looks inept against Mayweather. Then again, there was no plan B. When you fight Mayweather, I think you've got to have a plan A and a plan B. And those people that go out there and try to outbox him originally or initially, they're just out of their mind. They're like on drugs going in, okay? But if you go in there and try to rough them up, and take him out of his game plan, step on his foot, hit him in the elbow, hit him in the hips with some wide shots and things like that. You've got to <clears throat> discombobulate him to an extent. In fact, if you look at the, the, the takedown of Roy Jones Jr. and how he was the best fighter in the world, then all of a sudden, bop, boom, he was getting drilled. Well, that was timing and the fact that, you know, guys were seizing the initiative and doing things that were unconventional. Because, you know, Roy Jones there was the best fighter. I mean, Roy Jones, man, Roy Jones had a whole lot of ability. Roy Jones didn't have a chin. And we don't know whether Mayweather's got that good of a chin or not because he's been so good at protecting it. you got to give him some props on that. I mean, he will retire uh, probably with all of his faculties. But then again, there aren't any great fights in his career. So what do you weigh? Which is better? The fact that Mayweather's going to retire, like, undefeated with all this money, you know, zillions and zillions of dollars in his faculties, or the fact that you look back and you say, you know, there's not a fight that he had I want to see again. There isn't. I mean, think about it. What fight would you want to see a Mayweather again? Tell me. Maybe Diego Corrales? No, no, no. How about you want to see Oscar De La Hoya again, the fight of the year 2007? Remember that one? The big pay-per-view ripoff, 2.3 million homes. Everybody tuned in and said, what am I watching? Because it wasn't a fight. It was two guys slapping each other on the arms, okay? Fast forward, nine or eight years later. Uh, Manny Pacquiao comes in with one arm against Floyd Mayweather, and then they put on such a terrible fight that if an alien had come to the MGM Grand that night and snuck in and for the first time ever watched a boxing match, guess what? He wouldn't come back again. He just, I mean, if he came from outer space and somebody said, go down there and do a, give us a report on this big boxing match in Las Vegas, he'd have to report back to his superiors. It was like the dullest thing I ever saw in my life. I mean, the, the celebrities being introduced pre-fight, that was more exciting than the fight itself. The fight had nothing to it. There was nothing. There was no substance to the fight whatsoever. It was Mayweather boxing and Manny Pacquiao struggling. That's what it was all about. Mayweather, of course, almost ran off a shutout there. And then we find out later that Manny Pacquiao, although his people knew it, had a torn rotator cuff going in. Of course, 
that means you can't be throwing hooks all that well. Although I will say this, he did look pretty good considering the uh, the damage that was done to the shoulder. So straight up, Manny Pacquiao did better than I thought. But then again, he only had one end. Straight up, he was going to beat Floyd Mayweather, so why am I screaming? And why am I moaning? Because Mayweather, to me, has pulled off the biggest con in the history of the U.S. public since Robert Redford and Paul Newman back in, what, 1973 in the movie The Sting? Yeah, that's a con. I'm talking about Mayweather and the movie The Sting. Hand in hand in 2016. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide on Sports Byline. When you struggle with credit card bills every month, you're not just in debt. Debt is all around you. I see people every day that are on the brink. They're going to go over the edge, and at the bottom is bankruptcy, and we pull them back. At the Debt Helpline, we're experts at helping you resolve your debt problems and become free of debt. We can help you pay off your debt and give you one lower monthly payment that you can afford. You do get to consolidate your payments. You only have to worry about making one payment a month instead of making three or four or five. If you have $5,000, $10,000 or more in credit card bills, call the Debt Helpline now for a free confidential debt analysis. 800-957-6063. 800-957-6063. Call the CESI Debt Helpline right now for a free confidential debt review. 800-957-6063. 800-957-6063. This is Carrie Cooper for Guitar Center's Focus on Rock. Shop for the greatest selection of music here on earth at guitarcenter.com. The mighty Fender Telecaster, though used to devastating effect by numerous guitarists, there are a handful of rock heavyweights that have thoroughly rinsed the full potential of this venerable model over the decades. Muddy Waters, Keith Richards, Jimmy Page, Bruce Springsteen, Dave Gilmour, Mark Knopfler and George Harrison to mention a few. For the full Telecaster story, join me over at focusonrock.com. It's time to do what you love, and Guitar Center can help at the Labor Day Savings Event with up to 30% off guitars, amps, drums, keys, DJ, and more. Get a five-piece SPL drum kit or a Simmons five-piece electronic drum kit, your choice, just $3.99. A Casio 88-key digital piano, $2.99. Or a Bayer Dynamic vocal mic for $29. And don't forget to grab your copy of The List in-store with deals on major brands too low to advertise. Summer may end, but your music doesn't have to. Guitar Center's Labor Day Savings Event, going on now, in-store and online. Hi, I'm Dr. Robert Clapper, Chief of Orthopedic Surgery at Cedars-Sinai Medical Group in Los Angeles, California. Dedicated to your health, your life, and your sports. As a weekend warrior, you know about sports injuries and pain. Exercise is an important element in keeping your body's core in good shape to minimize sports injuries. But when you are in pain, there is one product that I recommend to my patients, and that is Blue Goo Gel. Blue Goo consists of a proprietary formula developed specifically for the treatment of inflammation and general muscle aches and strains. I recommend Blue Goo for my patients coping with hip and knee pain before surgery, especially bursitis and tendonitis. Give Blue Goo a try. Call 1-888-330-0123 and you'll receive a one-week supply of Blue Goo absolutely free. The makers of Blue Goo are even paying the shipping. The number again is 1-888-330-0123. If you want more information on Blue Goo, visit online at www.dothegoo.com. Now available at select big five stores near you. I thought I thought I would knock him on the early rounds, but like I said, he brings... Excellent condition and he's determined. 
Why didn't you go after him to try to knock him out when you knocked him down early in the third round? I say, why get Khaled if I've been training for two months? Here's the, here's the knockdown. Describe it to us as you see it. Well, like I told Jimmy, the one-two is going to get him all the time. But uh, I wasn't going to get all excited and play myself cheap. I said, I'll knock him out early if it happens. If not, if it's necessary, I'll go 12 rounds, and I did. Did you go to school, so to speak, on what happened to Rosario when he knocked him down and then got knocked out himself? No, because I knocked out, I knocked down a lot of fighters that still took my time. I'm just getting seasoned through every fight, and I'm pound for pound. Best of the, I'm the best fighter pound for pound in the world. Bring him on. Bring him on. Mancini, I don't respect your opinion. Come on, baby. So I can knock you out. Well, who are some of the hey, fighters? Not you could get some, baby. You could get some, too. Brian Booth, Jimmy Paul, Sammy Holmes, all oh, your Come on with it, baby. Yeah, buddy. Yeah. from you, Larry. What about Aaron Pryor? Aaron Pryor, come on with it, baby. I got faith in you. You bounce back. I know you. Come on, baby. Macho come on time. with it. It's macho time. <laughs> now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. Unbelievable. Truly, truly the great Hector Macho Camacho, folks. 79 and 6, 38 KOs. Wow, I mean... When he burst on the scene, coming out of the New York Golden Gloves, I said to myself, man, this guy's got it. He's articulate. He, I mean, he's got this flash about him, this savoir faire. I mean, the ladies liked him. He was just so cool. And he was young. He was still humble. He was humble at the end, but there was a time there when Hector was, like, not so humble. And the bottom line is, of course, Colombian dust was, which, of course, was his downfall throughout his entire life, a penchant for Colombian dust. I'm talking about cocaine, and eventually... Was in 2012, he was shot to death in a car in which a ton of cocaine was found. Now, not 2,000 pounds, but a lot of cocaine. And the guy driving the car was a reputed cocaine dealer there in Puerto Rico. In fact, Camacho, get this, just collateral damage. In other words, he was not supposed to be killed. They went to kill the, the dealer, and he just happened to be there. So he caught one in the cheek, and that killed him, of course. The great, great Hector Camacho. <clears throat> I'll never forget this. I tell you the story in the past, but <clears throat> I guess it was like, in, in the 90s, me and my wife were fighting, and we were doing a fight together in Atlantic City. I was doing a Camacho fight on TV, and uh, he saw me arguing with the uh, the wife on, on the phone. I hung up the phone. Give me the phone. Let me talk to my daughter. Anyway, we were arguing on the phone. So he says, what's up, man? I said, listen, the old lady's giving me a bad time. He goes, yeah, let me call her. I said, you know, she's she's actually one of your one of your big fans. She goes, really? So he called her, and he tried to soften her up, but there was no softening up that witch, no doubt about it. He definitely tried, but the great... Hector Camacho, of course, passed away in 2012. A bullet to the brain by a moon, Puerto Rico. Of course, his, uh, not his birthplace, but he returned him to the, to the islands. He was born in Spanish Harlem. Kyle, Kel Brook, of course, the loser last night. Still a good fighter, man, but is he ruined? He's got a broken cheekbone. Can he go back to 147 pounds? Yeah, he made a couple of million bucks. More money. He never make anybody fighting anybody at 147 right now. So he had to take that money. This was a money fight, no doubt about it. He had to cash in there. What does it you know? Where does he go from here with a broken cheekbone? I mean, you go five rounds with the best fighter in the world, Gennady Golovkin, who's now 36 0, 33 KOs, 23 knockouts in a row. In a row. I mean, all this stuff is, is record stuff. I mean, it just has to. And you'll hear people say, well, he hasn't fought anybody yet. I mean, last night, you see, he fought an undefeated welterweight. He was 36 0. Yeah, but he fought the welterweight because none of the middleweights want to fight him. I mean, as I said, the aforementioned Canelo Alvarez going to take on the undefeated Liam Smith September 17th on pay-per-view. So, I mean, he doesn't want to 
doesn't. I mean, the old story is that that he wants to fight Gennady Golovkin, and Golovkin's nothing but you know his promoter Oscar De La Hoya, the Golden Boy, is saying no, no, he can't do it. And, and I think Oscar's got a point there because if you do put him in with uh, with Gennady Golovkin now, he might get ruined, and it might be all over. I mean, we're talking about the biggest pay per view draw right now in boxing. Yeah, that's what it is. Canelo Alvarez, Mexico's very own. Of course, the the uh, the kid is doing the reality TV shows. Every commercial down there, that he touches turns right now. He has the Midas touch. You know, everything he touches turns to gold. Unlike Pedro, everything I touch turns to spit with an H. Talk about the Sidham's touch. Anyway, the Midas touch. Canelo Alvarez, no doubt about it. Of course, once beaten, having lost to Floyd Mayweather in a fight in which Larry Merch talked about him taking fights against the advice of his his team that he wasn't ready for the fight. But this was another fight in which it was about the money. I mean, because Mayweather wasn't going to knock you out. So what if he embarrasses you over 12 rounds and outboxes you? You're going to make several million dollars. And he did. He made several million dollars, of course, upwards of 10 million bucks against Mayweather. Of course, Mayweather, of course, made a whole lot more than 10 million bucks, of course, pulling away $100 million for for the Manny Pacquiao fight uh, in 2015. But Floyd Mayweather... Gennady Golovkin, that would have been the fight, wouldn't it? I mean, that would have been the fight where you wouldn't know whether Mayweather was going to win or not. All these fights that Mayweather's had, you know what's going on. It's predictable. It's like a porn movie. There's going to be something happening, and you know what's going to happen at the end, except unlike porn, there are no money shots in Mayweather fights. That's just the way it is. Now, Kell Brook, as I said, 36-0, 36-1 now, the world welterweight champion. I think pound for pound, best welterweight in the world. It was before tonight. Maybe uh, better than Keith Thurman. That's right, Keith Thurman undefeated as well. But Thurman winning that uh, close fight over uh, uh, Sean Porter a couple of weeks ago. That's a pretty good fight on network television. Of course, Al Heyman bringing these fights back to network TV. And Al Heyman, he's had fights all over the... Uh, he had them on Spike TV Friday night. I think he had CBS Sports uh, net going on... Uh, CBS Sports going on uh, Saturday. So he's had fights all over the board. We don't know whether they're coming through, whether they're... Uh, bringing new audiences. In other words, what I'm trying to tell you is this is all fine and dandy, him buying all this time and putting these fights on TV. If it's improving the numbers, in other words, if people are watching boxing that weren't watching boxing before, it's cool. But if people, if it's just the same old folks who are watching boxing and you're spending these billions and millions and millions of dollars, supposedly he had $450 million as far as his company was concerned in investment money to get going. I mean, if he's got that kind of money, Eventually, it's going to run out unless you make some money. And, of course, the networks start buying time for you. What I mean by that is they say to you, guess what, Al? We'll give you a million bucks. Give us this fight. Okay? Give us that fight. What Al's been doing now has been buying airtime. In other words, he goes to NBC and he says, I'll buy two hours. He goes to CBS, I'll buy two hours. Of course, goes to a Fox, I'll buy a couple hours. Goes to Spike. Same thing. Okay? He's buying his airtime. Maybe not with Spike TV, but with these other networks, the major networks, he's buying his airtime. But is it enough? <clears throat> I mean, can you bring a new base, a new boxing base? Can boxing be exposed to a crowd that hasn't watched it before? And will they appreciate it, especially in the era now of mixed martial arts where people are sort of uh, equipped to see quicker fights with more uh, punctuation mark type of endings? Boom! You know what I'm trying to say. <clears throat> people like knockouts. That's what people walk into boxing. I mean, uh, there are purists that like to watch Mayweather, you know, dance 12 rounds and outbox somebody and only get hit maybe once or twice on the arms. But they are the minority. For the most part, people want to see, just like the people that, that, that are NFL fans. I mean, this is all about punishment. 
They want to see punish. They want to see some people get their somebody get their tail handed to him. Of course, you do see that on occasion in the world of mixed martial arts. <clears throat> Am I kidding you? Anyway, speaking of mixed martial arts, in hour number two, I'll bring you an interview with CM Punk. Of course, CM Punk, the world wrestling entertainment star that uh, made his crossover to the world of mixed martial arts, supposed to turn pro about a, a year and a half ago, but he had a, a lot of injuries. I think his name is Phil Brooks, to be uh, for real. But he uh, had a lot of injuries and had some issues and <clears throat> came back last night. And as far as uh, his health was concerned, he said he was in good enough shape to fight. But, man, didn't last too long. And Mickey Gal, not exactly the uh, the uh, phenom or anything like that. And nobody's talking about Mickey Gal becoming a world champion. But last night, he ragdolled CM Punk. We'll hear from Mickey Gal and CM Punk in hour number two right here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. Next up, <clears throat> I'm going to go back a couple of weeks and spend some time with a friend of mine. I'm talking about J.R. Ross, of course, the broadcasting icon. Wrestling, boxing, MMA. He's got an app going on called, talking about Fight, F-I-T-E, the app. Of course, with this app, you can go to it and download it for free <clears throat> on the web and on your phone. And guess what? You can watch boxing, you watch mixed martial arts, you watch pro wrestling. I mean, he's got all these different things going on. Of course, his podcast is getting a half a million hits a week. So, JR, we'll have JR in the house right here in just a couple of minutes on Sports Byline. For hour number two, it's all about MMA, a little pro wrestling. And of course, don't forget, we hail on No Holds Bar. That's a different show at 5 p.m. Pacific time each and every Sunday. Of course, I bring in Dr. Mike Leno, of course, the wrestling doctor. We talk wrestling for an hour. And then I bring in Zach Attack Young. We talk mixed martial arts for an hour. And on today's show, we'll have some great guests, of course, the Wrestling Hour, we're bringing a guy that wrote a book about Dick the Bruiser, one of the great wrestlers from the 70s and 80s. Of course, he was one of the guys from Milwaukee, drank a lot of beer, that kind of good stuff, but he was an icon back in the day, of course, in the days when pro wrestling was really at its at its pinnacle. Now I was looking at the pro wrestling ratings this week and realizing that Raw drew a mere 3 million people this past Monday night, an average of 3 million for the three-hour show. Now, first of all, three hours is too much for wrestling, but a three-hour show only drew three million people on an average. Now, back in the day when WCW and uh, Vince McMahon's team of WWE or WWF, whatever you want to call them back then, but the bottom line is they were attracting close to eight million wrestling fans a week. So you went from eight million to three million with McMahon controlling wrestling. Does this sound good to you? Nah. Straight up wrestling and MMA, 5 p.m. Pacific time, right here on No Holds Bar with my man, Dr. Mike Lano and Zach Attack Young. Sports byline, 5 p.m. Pacific time. No holes barred Sundays. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Next up, me and JR on Sports Byline. Let's get out of this hot sun into a nice, cool bar. In a few minutes, honey. Hey there, travelers. You going somewhere? Need a hotel? Then call Hotel Wiz anytime, day or night, for rates too low to publish. You can save up to 75% on over 500,000 hotels across the globe and get our best price guarantee with no booking or cancellation fees ever. We've got some of the lowest hotel prices you'll find in New York, Chicago, Las Vegas, San Francisco, Washington, D.C., and a lot more. Don't waste your time surfing for deals. Make a free call right now and find deals too low to publish. 
Save up to 75% right now with no cancellation fees. And to make it even easier on you, we're here 24-7 to help. So call right now. Bookmark us in your cell phone. Whatever you need to do, just pick up the phone and call this number for hotel deals that'll knock your socks off. 800-507-3777. Are you concerned about your prostate? Do you pee more often than you used to? Do you wake up to go? Be honest, is there a drop in your romantic life? These problems may not just go away, so you need to call for a free bottle of Super Beta Prostate, the number one non-prescription formula for your prostate. The ingredients are naturally sourced. With Super Beta Prostate, you'll have less urges to urinate, less waking at night, and an improvement in your romantic life guaranteed. Try it free. Pay only shipping and handling. Call 1-800-922-4074. Super Beta Prostate is so powerful, you'd have to take 100 saw palmetto capsules to get the same active ingredients in just one Super Beta Prostate tablet. Stop running to the bathroom and call us now for your free bottle. Hurry, this free offer won't last. Call 1-800-922-4074. 1-800-922-4074. 1-800-922-4074. Tired of calls, levies, and liens from the IRS or hiring others who don't get the job done? Call Wall & Associates and you'll never talk to the IRS again. The IRS has a program to eliminate tax debt and Wall & Associates professionals are trained to maximize its benefits for you. You always speak with a live person with real support and real knowledge. We've helped thousands of taxpayers like you settle their tax debt with the IRS for a fraction of what they owe. We solve tax problems. Call Wall & Associates now. 800-480-5708. We have the professionals who know how to solve tax problems. If you owe money to the IRS, your tax problems are not going away by themselves, and the passage of time will only make matters worse. Act now before it's too late. Call Wall & Associates right now to speak to a professional tax relief agent. Call 800-480-5708. That's 800-480-5708. Again, 800-480-5708. Down goes Frazier! Down goes Frazier! The heavyweight champion is taking the mandatory A-count, and Foreman is as poised as can be! Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. Woo! It's gonna be good! We welcome an iconic figure in the world of sports, folks, to the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. He is J.R. Ross, of course, a, a iconic figure in both wrestling, boxing, MMA. He's got this new app out. It's what's it called? J.R. A fight app? What's, what's talk to me about that? Well, the uh, thanks for having me on. First of all, appreciate it very much. Uh, the fight app. The fight app is spelled F I T E. Uh, fight app is a free app that you can, uh, if you have a smart device and uh, Wi-Fi, you're in the game. It's the app as I mentioned is free, and when you download it, you can get all kinds of boxing content, uh, small boxing promotions, big boxing promotions, uh, MMA events, some pay-per-view MMA events, a lot of free. If you're a pro wrestling enthusiast, uh, then you can watch uh, a litany of pro wrestling on it for free and some pay-per-views. But what it does, it gives the promotions who don't have a national TV contract, but they have a nice promotion. They want to get their product exposed on, on a video. Uh, it gives you that opportunity 
to uh, to do so through the Fight app. So it's F I T E. Mm-hmm. Again, it's the investment is nothing; it's free. There's a lot of free content on there, and then there's a lot, also you can access a ton of uh, various pay per view events on there as well. So it's really worked out well. And again, all you need is a smart device, uh, iPhone, tablet, what the heck, and uh, and and Wi Fi, and you're in the game. So you can watch these shows if you're traveling like I do. And your hotel's got Wi-Fi, which all of them do pretty much anymore. Uh, then, uh, and if they don't, you need to stay somewhere else. <laughs> you know, so you know, be be feared for your safety. But seriously, you you can certainly, uh, if you're on the road, you want to watch something that uh, other than just regular TV, you got it right there in the palm of your hand. You know what's funny is that I, I've gotten hip to the phone of late, but I, I'm a smartphone dumb user. I mean, because this phone does a million different things, and I've only figured out about three or four. Uh, so, Me too, man. Yeah, I mean, this this is pretty crazy. J.R. Ross, our guest, of course, Mr. Wrestling, Mr. Boxing now with CBS, uh, CBS Sportsnet? Yes, huh? Yep. Uh, is that working out good for you? Yeah, it's a, it's a new, you know, it's a new adventure. Uh, I went into it with my eyes wide open. I, I was always a boxing fan. My Some of my fondest memories of growing up with my dad in Oklahoma was, you know, actually listening to boxing on the radio and then uh, the, the occasional TV broadcast. We watched Friday Night Fights with Don Dumpy every Friday night. Yeah. You know, sponsored by Gillette Super Blue Blades uh, show. And so it really kind of reconnects me to my father in a, in a way that most people might not understand. But I, I went in it with my eyes open. I respect the, the sport. I study hard. I love the fighter meetings because I find out more about the fighters there, obviously, about their life and who they are. You know, we're not ha- we don't have the, the biggest name stars on these fights. They're young guys. They're hungry. They want to be stars. A lot of them got good records. They just have a long resume. So I, I try to find out about them as a human being so that uh, I can relay that to the viewer and, and help the viewer hopefully make a more emotional investment in who these kids are that are in there beating the hell out of each other, trying to trying to earn their way and make a living. Isn't, isn't it good, though, now that Al Heyman has brought boxing back to an extent to network television? I mean, he's got it on CBS, the big network, NBC, the big network, Fox, the big network, and all the other – subsidiaries unbelief but underneath but you know the the powers that be in the world of boxing gr they could have done this all along and they decided to just put the pay-per-view money in their pocket and, and burn the fans and now this guy is doing it the other way and you know what they're saying about him you know what they're saying about al Heyman? quote bob arum now he's paying those guys ridiculous purses well if he's paying them ridiculous purses that sounds good for the fighter i'm all for the fighter jr absolutely you you got to take care of the goose and then and you get the golden eggs and if you don't take care of the fighters, it's no different than taking care of the, the NFL guys. It's no different. Athletes have got to come first because they are, they're what you're selling. Uh, and I, I, I firmly believe that boxing's on an uptick. I think it's, a, it's on a resurgence. I think the game itself is looking for new stars and people that we can hang our hats on and, and become, again, emotionally invested in. And once you can find that emotional investment in any entity, then, you know, hell, more often than not, it becomes a success. You know, I do boxing, wrestling, and mixed martial arts, all three as far as talk shows are concerned. And, and i got to ask you, the current crop of wrestling to me, I come from the territory days. I got to see Roy Shire and Dave Meltzer and I grew up together out here, and Mike Leno and the three of us, we all went to this Cow Palace Cards and Richmond Auditorium and all these different things. So we grew up in, in a rich, rich territory. Now that the, the uh, one guy is basically taking over the wrestling game, and he sort of like admitted that it was fake and things like that. I think he took away uh, that little bit of sense of 
that, well, maybe it isn't fake or maybe I can believe in it. Because, you know, the bad guys now, Jr. the whole thing was back in the day was you hated the bad guys, the bad guys, the villains. The, the heels aren't there anymore. They're not any real, real heels anymore. And there's no real chic anymore. Well, I think, uh, I think you make a very good point as far as the, the villains in wrestling are concerned. The, the issue is, is that in today's world, these uh, young guys, the, the 20-somethings that are in wrestling, uh, the millennials, if you will, uh, they really haven't grown up with what great uh, wrestling villains were and what made them a villain. And so what I see, uh, and I was, I've been in the wrestling business for over 40 years, uh, and, and I, I too uh, enjoyed the territory era as far as breaking in and getting my feet on the ground as a fan, the whole nine yards, is that the villains, the young villains today, had rather be cool than be hated. They'd mm-hmm. rather work for a pop than work for the heat. So there's a whole philosophical uh, difference in the approach of the game by the performers. And uh, once the performers know that less is actually more and that uh, if they use better psychology, they'll make more money, uh, maybe the trend that we see now where it's more flying with Linda and just uh, uh, high spot, high spot, high spot mm-hmm. might revert back to more uh, fundamentally sound, logical uh, in-ring performance. There were guys, talking about the bad guys of professional wrestling with J.R. Ross, there were guys that came into the arena and they would actually cap, cap, capture an entire arena. The Sheep Ed Farhat was one of them. The Road Warriors were another team that seemed to come into an arena and just capture the entire arena. In other words, everything was going by uh, on their pulse almost. It, I just don't see that in pro wrestling anymore. And I went to a couple of cards in the last few years trying to get back that groove, J.R., and I just couldn't get it. Bingo wrestling building is a lost art, my man. It is a lost art. You're right on the money. You named a lot of the greats there. Roy Shire's promotion in San Francisco uh, was amazing, and how they how he produced uh, his shows. Uh, he had great talents. I mean, look, uh, the tag team of Pat Patterson and Ray Stevens yes. would hold up today. They would hold up today as villains or as fan favorites because mm-hmm. they both understood psychology. And they didn't overthink their craft. Uh, so, uh, and I, I, was, I told this to a lot of guys when I was when I was the EVP of talent in WWE and hiring all these guys. You know, I said, man, you need to, you got to go back and look. We got a library here. We can give you anything you want from it, just about any era, any talent. Find a talent that you enjoy watching as a as a performer and a fan, and look at what they do. What makes them unique? And pick a little this out of this guy's game, a little this out of this other guy's game, and make it your own. And uh, so, and any time I had a chance to say. It's a tag team. They're going to be a heel tag team. Hey, look at Patterson and Stevens. Look at what they do. Look at how they how they integrate their style and how they cheat to gain unfair advantages and do the basic things of cheating, deny, denying, uh, not being culpable for their actions. <laughs> uh, you know, not having a conscience. You know, all the good stuff, man. And and they're just uh, they're just not a lot of those guys around anymore. Interesting. J.R. Ross, I guess he's got a new app out. It's called F I T E Fight App. Of course, it shows. MMA, pro wrestling, and uh, and you got some boxing on there as well. Now you're covering boxing. You're doing the rest. Are you doing anything with the WWE at all? Uh, no, not right now. You good, know, good, because I can ask. Because I wanted to ask you some some riveting question on the WWE. So I, I just thank you for clearing that up. <laughs> no, I, I can certainly. Uh, hey, I follow them. I watch all their programming. I'm still friends with the company. I'm just real busy doing my boxing, doing my podcast, and. Yeah. Of course, I told you I'm writing a book, so I'm busy as the damn fruit merchant, and uh, I've kind of reinvented myself at 64 years of age and having the time of my life, thank thank God. Jr. tell me about the podcast. 
Well, you know, I uh, I know my target audience. I know that my audience are either current wrestling fans, they have been wrestling fans, guys like you, uh, guys like me that what they were really involved in it as a fan years ago, kind of faded away a little bit here and there during our life and our adult life, uh, finding other things to captivate our interest. But I know that demographic is there, and I uh, have guests on that talk about being a fan, talk about being in the business, and that are. And, the, you know, I've had Bronda Rousey on. I had Michelle Beadle on. They're both big wrestling fans. Mm-hmm. So we talked to them about being a wrestling fan, and uh, my audience loves that stuff. I've got a lot of talents on that are active wrestlers today. So uh, I do one show a week. It's called The Ross Report. It's on iTunes. It's a free show. Uh, and uh, so I, I, I talk to a lot of guys and find out about their life. You know, I've got a guest on next week that was drafted by the Atlanta Falcons. It's wrestling now for TNA. He wrestles as Moose, Big Moose. I never heard of a little moose, but Big Moose, uh, Quinn Ojanaka. You find out when you talk to the guy, he never met his father until after he was drafted in the NFL. And while he was growing up, his mother stayed in Nigeria to, to, to make a living for him and his brothers who were in, living with relatives and foster homes in, in Maryland. So it's a hell of a story. And then the guy, just and now he's in pro wrestling. That's what, that's what he's always wanted to do. So it's uh, the Ross Report, and I have great conversations with these folks. There, and we don't try to, you know, shade away from the wrestling and showbiz, but we talk about their lives, and it's, I, I, it's been really compelling. We do about 500,000 down, 500, downloads a week, and it's growing, and I really, it's like doing a one-hour radio show with very few commercials. I'm just having a blast doing it. J.R. Ross is our guest, back with more on Sports Byline. Hey, you. Yeah, you. Pull out your smartphone and Shazam this now. Go ahead. I'll wait. Geico presents the Shazam 15, featuring the top 15 Shazam songs in the U.S. Make sure you Shazam now to check it out. Interact with Geico to gecko yourself and share it with friends. You can even get a free quote. Shazam now and experience more with Geico. The Shazam 15, brought to you by Geico. Geico, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Geico presents sharing versus oversharing. Earlier this week, Claire Tippins shared a princess nickname generator, three pictures of her dog wearing a tutu, and two online quizzes, including what candy is your dream castle made of? Claire, your sharing has tipped the sugar scale and turned into oversharing. But have no fear, princess. Geico has something worth sharing with your internet kingdom, like how you could save hundreds on your car insurance just by visiting geico.com. No magic wand required. Geico, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Are you a business owner or an individual who owes the IRS? Then be prepared to write down an important phone number. Do you owe $10,000 or more in back taxes? Do you need to file back tax returns? Are you dealing with bank levies and wage garnishments? It's time to deal with your IRS problem today. Call Certified Tax Tax Representation now. Certified Tax Tax Representation, Inc. represents clients just like you in all 50 states. They will contact the IRS on your behalf the same day that you become a client, and you can become a client immediately. It's time for you to face your IRS problems. Think about how great you're going to feel when you're represented by a company who's an advocate for you, who knows the law, who also will contact the IRS the same day you become a client. Call today for your free, no obligation consultation. Call now, 1-800-999-1064. That's 1-800-999-1064. Not all cases are typical and some may not qualify. The consultation is free and so is the call, so call right now. 1-800-999-1064. That's 1-800-999-1064. 
Do you have an old car sitting in your driveway? How would you like to learn a hassle-free way to get rid of it, help kids in need, and get a great tax donation in the process? It's real easy. One simple free call to our car donation hotline is all it takes. Call the Nishama Foundation at 800-760-4895. 800-760-4895. We'll come pick your car up for free and give you a tax donation for the full value of the car, running or not. The value of your unwanted car will go to help kids in need. It's fast and easy. Just call us and your car will be gone and on its way to helping children in 48 hours. And you get a nice tax deduction. Call the Nishama Foundation now to get rid of your car, help kids, and get a tax write-off. Call 800-760-4895. 800-760-4895. That's 800-760-4895. Sometimes we have to fight. Even if we know we're going to lose, we still have to fight. I don't know why. I, why can't you just say, hey, listen, you won. I don't want to do this. Right. But even though we got to lose, we know we're going to get the shit kicked out of us. But we got to fight this guy like we're going to kick his ass like we're a bully. Now more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. The great Tom Bowes, his DNA, the Big Apple, folks, former Tower of Power lead, was the blood, sweat, and tears uh, lead singer there for a while, straight up. Tom Bowes was one bad dude. My daughter was in love with him. Let's talk about guys that boxing fans are in love with. I'm talking about the Canelo Alvarez, of course, the aforementioned one-speed Mexican iconic fighter, of course. Uh, what can I say? What has he done? He's turned turn, he's turned the cranks, folks, the pay-per-view cranks, and that's what it's all about now, making the money. I mean, they're really not looking at, at legacies and things like that anymore. It's all about making the money. I think Mayweather sort of um, has changed the... Uh, Changed the game, per se. In other words, guys are just looking for the money, not looking for a legacy, per se. I mean, you couldn't see Marvin Hagler taking uh, Floyd Mayweather's route, could you? Anyway, let's go back to September 17th. Of course, Canelo Alvarez and Liam Smith looking at the tail of the tape. This is for the 154-pound championship. Of course, the middleweight championship uh, formerly held by Mr. Uh, Canelo Alvarez has been advocated. I mean, he's no longer middleweight champion. I don't care what anybody says. Gennady Golovkin, of course, the man that destroyed Kel Brook. In the blink of an eye, he is the man. Broke his bones in his face, too. That's pretty nasty. Of course, Canelo, 47, 1-1, one 33 wax. And, of course, Liam Smith, undefeated, 23-0, a draw in 13 KOs. He stands about a half inch taller than uh, Canelo Alvarez. So there's no real advantages here for Smith. It really isn't. Straight up, they call him beefy. He'll need to be, of course. Canelo Alvarez, uh, the better fighter, hands down. Probably a 3 or 4, maybe a 5-1 to one favorite as far as this pay-per-view event's concerned. It'll be all about... All about pay-per-view, 9 p.m. Eastern time, 6 o'clock in the West. And, you know, when I look at the the fact that these fights are all on pay-per-view now, these big fights with Canelo Alvarez, are they big fights, though? Are they really big fights? Not judging from the from back in the day, maybe not even 15 years ago. I mean, when Don King threw an event on pay-per-view, he had like 13 title fights. Scott Cuddy was challenging in a couple of those title fights, you know, and, and myself and the guys like that. And there was like, there'd be like 12 title fights on Don King's card and maybe – Four or five of those would be like mismatches. And, of course, he would get work for his entire stable. But like 30 fights on the card. They'd have to bring in two crews of referees and judges. And But that's when boxing was flourishing. 
And, of course, Al Heyman's taking over boxing, and the, the jury's still out. Larry Merchant said it yesterday. The jury's still out as to whether Al Heyman has succeeded or not. And I told you what the goal here is, is to cultivate <clears throat> and bring in new boxing fans. You can't go. Boxing fans, uh, the age bracket, the demographics for boxing fans on HBO, it's something like better than 40. They've got to bring that down to, like, 20. And they do that with bringing in flashy fighters, guys that can talk, guys that can walk to walk and talk to talk. Mayweather talks to talk. Does he walk to walk? I don't know. I mean, because I told you, if he was in porn movies, he never made the first movie. There's no money shots in Mayweather fights. Um, I got to look at the big picture, though. Mayweather's gone. That's good. I mean, that's great. But who is the best now that Mayweather's gone? Pound for pound? Got to be Golovkin. Come on. How can you say anything different? I mean, even... Andre Ward's got to admit that Gennady Golovkin's done more in the last couple of years to make a footprint, uh, a carbon footprint in the world of boxing than, than he has. Of course, the 168-pound champion, the man that smoked everybody, Michael Kessler, Carl Frock, Arthur Abraham. I can keep going and going, but he beat everybody there was at 168, captured that Showtime Super 6 tournament, and, of course, capping that off with that big fight at the Oakland Coliseum Arena. Now, he only drew less than 5,000 people paid for a fight a few weeks ago against the name of guy by the name, I think, Andrew Brand or something like that. Anyway, some hobo, and the guy looked like a hobo. The guy had a body like, well, he had a body like me when I was fat. Okay, and that's how bad of a body he looked. And at the end of the day, he didn't last but 12 rounds. But, you know, Andre Ward should have closed the show on a guy like that. Ward, of course, and Sergey Kovalov, November 19th in Las Vegas. Fantastic fight. It'll bring out the best in Ward. It'll bring out the best in Kovalov. We'll bring out the best in boxing. Right now, those are the two best, I think, going pound for pound. This is Ring Talk Live Worldwide, the Boxing Hour. On many of these same sports byline affiliates and internet platforms, hour number two is upcoming here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. We'll talk MMA, CM Punk with Dave Meltzer, the Wrestling Observer Newsletter. This is Ring Talk Live Worldwide from Sports Byline. Radio News with Joe Gomez. John, Jack, and Drakia. Michael Rourke Andrews. Jean Ann Andraki. Sue Nia Ang. A memorial marking the 15th anniversary of 9-11 in New York City. David Gregory Arche. Michael George Archinsky. Thousands gathered at Ground Zero as the names of nearly 3,000 people who died on that day were read. Moments of silence were held at 8.46 a.m. and 9.30 a.m. to mark the times that American Airlines Flight 11 and United Airlines Flight 175 were flown into the Twin Towers of the World Trade Center. President Obama says America will never forget the nearly 3,000 people who were killed in the 9-11 terror attacks. A day that I know is still difficult, but which reveals the love and faithfulness in your hearts. This is USA Radio News. 
Hey everybody, singer-songwriter Brett Watts here. If you're like me, always on the go, and don't have time to stay as healthy as we would like by eating all the right foods, well, I found an incredibly simple and easy way to get all my fruits and vegetables at once. It's called Daily Lift, L-I-F-T. It's a superfoods energy dream mix supplement that fills the gaps between what you eat and what you don't always have time to eat. This unique formula is packed with 16 plus fruits and vegetables and 59 superfoods. No MSG or GMO. It's all natural and organic. Nature's best combination of antibiotics, enzymes, probiotics, and beneficial allergies in one powdered drink mix. Comes in two flavors, mint and berry, and both delicious. Daily Lift nutrients help balance your body's pH levels and boost your energy naturally. And it's safe for kids. So let's fire up that immune system and stay focused. Go to www.onedailylift.com. That's one, O-N-E, dailylift.com. Onedailylift.com, and let's get healthy. Libertarian Party candidate Gary Johnson is trying to move on from a major gaffe. USA's Chris Barnes has more. Libertarian candidate for the White House Gary Johnson says he's not concerned that a recent gaffe about Aleppo, Syria may have hurt his chances to be president. What would you do if you were elected about Aleppo? About Aleppo. And what is Aleppo? That from the MSNBC interview yesterday morning when Johnson didn't seem to know what Aleppo was. On Fox News last night, he says. Well, I thought it was, I thought he was talking about an acronym. I was thinking I about see. American, uh, <laughs> American leper, I don't know. The man who tried to assassinate America's 40th president is getting out of a mental hospital. John Hinckley Jr. has spent 35 years in a D.C. area mental hospital after making a famous attempt to assassinate President Ronald Reagan. A federal judge ruled this summer that Hinckley is not a danger to himself or the public. This is USA Radio News. Love sports articles but don't have time to search the web looking for the most compelling stories? Then U.S. Sports Pages is for you. Why spend hours going to multiple sites looking to find sports articles when we can do the work for you? Our producers go through every newspaper in the country and pick out the best sports articles separated by sport, dramatically reducing your prep time. We also include sports and entertainment kicker stories. USSportsPages.com is the only site you'll need to get your sports fix. Check us out today. The daily links at USSportsPages.com. The Baltimore Ravens will be among the NFL teams commemorating the 15th anniversary of the 9-11 terrorist attacks. Erica Kane has more. A ceremony is planned during the season opener at M&T Bank Stadium to honor the victims, first responders, and survivors of the 9-11 attacks. All fans will be given patriotic lapel pins as they enter the stadium, and 69 first responders, one for each Marylander lost in the tragedy, will carry American flags onto the field. An American bald eagle named Challenger will fly around the stadium and land on the field during the national anthem. Washington, D.C. is also marking the 15th anniversary of those attacks. Doug Parrish has that story. The National Day of Service has become a popular way to mark the tragedy in the D.C. area as people all across the region volunteer for various causes that benefit their communities. There's also a 9-11 Unity Walk being held Sunday on NBC Row in the city. Now, the most emotional events will be held at the Pentagon, where a memorial service will honor those who died in the Pentagon attack to remember the 184 victims of the tragedy. Owners of Samsung Electronics Galaxy Note 7 smartphones are being told to stop using their phones now. U.S. Consumer Product Safety Commission says yesterday the owners should stop using their devices because of the threat of a battery fire. I'm Joe Gomez, USA Radio News. For more breaking news, go to westernjournalism.com. 
If you or someone you love suffers from drug addiction, now is the time to utilize your private health insurance PPO plan. If eligible, receive up to $30,000 or more in substance abuse benefits with low or no out-of-pocket cost. We are the National Treatment Network, the premier drug and alcohol treatment referral service operating 24-7. We help connect you with facilities nationwide that accepts PPO private health insurance for substance abuse. If you have PPO substance abuse coverage and you need immediate admittance to a medical detox or residential rehab treatment center, call us now. Call our live referral helpline today. The call is free. This program is not available to Medicare or Medicaid customers. Call 800-296-0906. That's 800-296-0906. Ladies and gentlemen, live from the world's most beautiful city, San Francisco, California, Ring Talk, your inside look into the world of boxing and mixed martial arts. Maybe we could build a fire, sing a couple of songs, huh? Why don't we try that? Ring Talk on Sports Byline is brought to you by the World Boxing Organization and ringtalk.com. Yes, sir. Happy days are here again. And now, the host of the longest-running fight show in history. What are you doing? I'm starting a fight. He's going to finish it for me. Ladies and gentlemen, Pedro Fernandez. Damas y caballeros, bienvenidos, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Check it, this hour we're talking MMA, USC 203. Straight up, my name is Pedro Fernandez, I'm the reigning, the defending, the undisputed heavyweight champion of the radio awards. You think I'm kidding? I've been defending that title off for better than 33 years, and straight up today, I'll bring you a Hall of Famer, folks. Mr. MMA, when it comes to writing, radio, you name it, he's the guy. I'm talking about Dave Meltzer, Yahoo Sports, Wrestling Observer Newsletter. He's all over the world. We'll have him here on this show in about 15 minutes right here on Sports Byline. Straight up, the great Dave Meltzer talking MMA with us. Of course, USC 203 now in the rearview mirror. What do we learn from that? Hmm. We learned that Stimiochik can punch a little bit. Alistair Overeem doesn't catch all that well. We sort of knew that going in, of course. Uh, Miopic taking out Fabrice Newman, capturing the championship. Big of an upset there. And Miopic talking about Miosic talking about fighting at home in Cleveland was a whole lot of pressure. He's going to go down and probably fight Verdum or Junior dos Santos in Brazil. And he says that'll be a lot less pressure. It is fake. When I used to fight at home, folks, it was a nightmare. People would call you for tickets. People would call you to wish me good luck. People would even come by the house. People you hadn't seen like in years. Come knock. A- yeah, who is it? It's uh, Paul. Paul. Paul who? Hey, man, I knew you from in the, you know back in the days of the grocery store. I thought I'd come by and say, good luck. I know you're fighting tonight. Sucker, I was sleeping. Anyway, the bottom line is a lot of pressure fighting at home. Not so much pressure when it comes to fighting on the road. Straight up, we're talking USC 203 or more. My man, Mr. Frankie Valley, 82 years old now, still going strong. October 1st, Thunder Valley, the town that brought us to Thunder, California, of course. Uh, Lincoln, California, Thunder Valley Casino, of course, the town that brought us the great Uriah Faber, who was a loser as far as US 203, USC 203 was concerned. The Jimmy Martinez, bit of an upset there. This is Sports Byline. Sherry, 
Do you use the blue pill to charge your sex life? Have you been thinking about trying the blue pill? What if we can promise you the same results for less than $3 a pill? If you're paying $20 a pill for the other pills, you're getting taken to the cleaners. Our pill delivers the exact same results for less than $3. We'll do the math for you. You'll save more than $16 a pill for the same results. Want more? We'll give you 40 blue pills or 40 yellow pills for $99 and add four more pills free. You save more than $500. You don't have to be a rocket scientist to know what to do next. You need to call and get your 44 pills for just $99. Stop overpaying for the other blue pills. Call us and start saving a ton of money for the exact same results. Ordering is fast and easy with your pills delivered to your door in a non-marked package. 800-223-0992-800-223-0992-800-223-0992. That's 800-223-0992. My joints used to kill me. I'd wake up with stiff knees and a stiff back, and it wouldn't get much better throughout the day. I went to doctors and took almost every supplement you can think of, and nothing seemed to help. Then I found something called Oil Can Joint Lubricant. They use only top-of-the-line, all-natural ingredients, and I know many companies make similar claims, but here's the big difference. Oil can ingredients are scientifically formulated to work together faster than anything else in the marketplace. That's guaranteed. I take oil can every day. My knee pain was gone at just a few days. So if you have knee pain back pain and you tried everything, try Oil Can Joint Lubricant risk-free right now. I'm confident you'll have fewer aches and pains within days or we will gladly refund your money. Call right now. 800-989-1795-800-989-1795-800-989-1795-800-989-1795. This is Glenn Hagee, America's Master Handyman, with a Granger Tip of the Week. Many items that we depend on require batteries to operate. All batteries are not created equal. New battery technology is improving battery power and longevity. It is important to keep batteries fully charged. Only use the same size and style recommended by the manufacturer when replacing them. Be sure to insert batteries correctly to avoid any damage. And now, a word from Granger. The safety oath. Repeat after me. I will safely bring safety to my facility and keep it safe. I will safely keep my people safe. I will put safety first in everything I do, and I will safely do so with Granger. When you think safety, think Granger. Granger's got over 100,000 safety products to help keep our facility safe and our people safer. When it comes to safety, Granger's got your back. Call clickgranger.com safety or stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Started it off. Right there, rocked him. Sent to go. Fight. Domi and Guido. Oh, head kick. Guido's pace is relentless. 45. Again with the head kick and the takedown. Maynard and Edgar putting on a show. Amazing that Frankie Edgar was able to recover from that at all. And he's going to manage. Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. Little down to the nightclub there. This is Ring Talk live worldwide. We're talking MMA, of course, USA 203 live from Cleveland, Nevada. Cleveland, Nevada. Cleveland, Ohio. And Stip Miocic, of course, the world heavyweight champion, still the world heavyweight champion, a KO in the very first round. Four minutes and 27 seconds in. 
Alistair Overeem, the former Strike Force Grand Prix champion. He won a couple of tournaments over there. I mean, he was a good light heavyweight. He was a probably pretty damn good heavyweight, but of course he had all of those Flintstone vitamins concerns about him being on steroids. Of course, he was caught once by the Nevada City Athletic Commission. Anyway, he sort of turned his back and he ran away from Stip Miocic last night. And that's that that sort of that's not that doesn't bode well with me. Being a fighter, that just doesn't bode well with me. I mean, I'll take a knee, okay? But I'm not gonna I'm not gonna run away from somebody. I'm not gonna turn my back. When you turn your back, you are resigning from battle. Be it in boxing, be it in mixed martial arts. I mean, Brock Lesnar probably should have been uh, stopped in that fight with Shane Carwin because Shane Carwin was sort of like a 101 underdog. Nobody wanted him winning the title. So as it went on, of course, Brock Lesnar came back, took all those blows in the first round, came back and won in the second round. But, you know, mm-hmm. over him, didn't catch all that well. We knew it coming in. Miocic, a puncher, a striker, of course, captured the World Heavyweight Championship, taking out uh, Fabrice Verdum in the very first round. Miocic said there was less pressure fighting there than there is um, fighting at home with Cleveland, as I said before the break, and I believe that's true. Anyway, Overeem lasting 4 minutes and 27 seconds, and some of that running away. Now, for Beast Doom, the aforementioned former world heavyweight champion, of course, the man that looked so good. I mean, he was stunning, right, until he ran into <laughs> Travis Brown. I mean, he, he beat Kane Velasquez. Not that Kane was probably at his best going in there, a little bloated, a little heavy, of course, hanging out the taco trucks, things like that. But, you know, Fabrice Verdum sort of underestimated Stip Miocic. Miocic took advantage of that and took the title away from him. Last night, Miocic um, was a winner, as was Verdum. Verdum was a winner over the sperm donor of Ronda Rousey. I'm talking about Travis Brown. And for the first time in a long time, Travis Brown was not destroyed in a fight. Uh, there were some injuries involved. I think he hurt his finger, and he got hit on the hand with a punch. It was just, it was a little bit of an ugly fight. Not too many people were cheering at the end, but it was a unanimous nod across the board. 29-28, 29-27, and 30-27, all for the winner and former champion, Fabrice Verdum. Now, Travis Brown, of course, destroyed by Cain Velasquez. That was just probably one of the ugliest fights I've ever seen in my life. And at least last night, Ronda and him, when they went home back to Southern California, uh, you know, it wasn't one guy or one of you guys were, like, knocked out or destroyed. The bottom line was, I guess he could be a little bit proud of the fact that he did go three rounds. Now, a guy that did go three rounds and lost miserably was my next guest. Well, he's actually not my next guest. We'll play some tape from him last night. I'm talking about Mr. C.M. Punk. Ladies and gentlemen, referee Keith Peterson has called a stop to this contest. At two minutes, 14 seconds of the very first round, declaring the winner by submission due to a rear naked choke, Mickey I'm here with the winner, Mickey Gall. Mickey, what has this whole experience been like for you? Because there's so many eyes on CM Punk. There's so many people that want to know how he would do here tonight. What, what was this like for you? It's been crazy. It's been fun. It's a great opportunity. I mean, you know, like, I, I see a lot of, like, hate for this guy online. Uh, and just a lot of people. Not just in the MMA community, but as a people. I think we all hate too much, man. The hate. We need to love each other. We're all gonna be dead in a hundred years. Let's love each other, man. The hate. That's a great attitude, sir. Now, I, I admire that CM Punk was willing to take this chance. I admire the fact that he wanted to fight in the UFC. That he chose Duke Rufus as a trainer. That he did all the right things. But were you in any way insulted that a guy with no martial arts experience could take two years, 
and compete against a guy like you, who's a brown belt in jiu-jitsu, who has a mixed martial arts professional record, undefeated. How, how did that feel to you? I mean, I can understand why people would feel that way. Not me. I'd be a jerk to be, like, spit at the opportunity. You know what I mean? It was, it was, it was a great opportunity for me. Uh, with that said, this might sound like a gimmicky fight, but I'm no gimmick, man. I'm for real. I'm not going anywhere. Well, no one believes your gimmick. Certainly no one who's paying attention. But this, this certainly wasn't the kind of test that a young guy like you wants in your career, other than the fact to make an exhibition out of it, which is what you did tonight. Yeah, man. Uh, I got someone I want next. Who do you want now? Fight Erdogan. I think that boy's corny. I want a bunch of spikes out of his hair. I would love to see that. Hey, they, they say us, they, we're Dana White looking for a fight, young guns. Let us bang out. They say guys like us make your protection. F that. I want war. Mickey Gall, ladies and gentlemen. I like it. Mickey Gall's all kinds of fired up. Listen, man. I admire what you did. You're a brave man. You took a crazy chance, and everybody should respect that. That said, what a, I mean, what a giant leap that you just attempted to come in here with no martial arts experience and to take two years of training and to fight against a young, tough kid like that. You definitely chose the hard road, sir. Yeah, you know, in life, you go big, you go home. Uh, I, I just like to take challenges. This was a hell of a mountain to try to climb. And I didn't get to the summit today, but that doesn't mean I'm going to give up. That doesn't mean I'm going to stop. Uh, I, I appreciate all the support from everybody. Obviously, Mickey's a hell of a fighter. I, I will be back, believe it or not. Uh, this was the most fun I've ever had in my life. Second best night of my life, besides marrying my wife, obviously. I know there's a lot of doubters, but listen, life's about, you know, falling down and getting up. It doesn't matter how many times you get knocked down, it's about getting back up. So if there's any kid out there that's told by a parent or a coach or a teacher or somebody that they look up to, somebody that's supposed to push them and believe in them and they're told no, don't listen to them. Believe in yourself. Sometimes the outcome isn't always what you desire it to be. But the true failure in life is not trying at all. I know that sounds preachy and kind of weird for a guy who just got beat up, but this is the time of my life. Thank you, Cleveland. Thank you for having the balls to do this, sir. And I look forward to seeing you continue your journey. CM Punk, ladies and gentlemen. The very classy CM Punk, folks. You got to give him props for going out like that. I don't know if I could have been that humble. I mean, he was humble. The guy throttled him, threw him around like a rag doll. He says he wants to come back and fight again, but unless he wants to do the, the Andy Kaufman way of uh, competing in the cross-gender champion, I don't think he's going to beat too many people. He might not be too many girls. I'm just kidding. Uh, CM Punk, though, showing a lot of class in that post-fight interview, of course, with Joe Rogan. He really did. I mean, he didn't have to stand there and do that. He really, you know, he could have walked away. He could have said, look, this was an experiment gone awry. I spent a year and a half, almost two years, trying to prove that I was an MMA fighter. It lasted but a couple of minutes and proved that I wasn't an MMA fighter. Two minutes and 14 seconds. Of course, a rear naked choke stopped that fight. But you know, going in, CM Punk had a whole lot to prove. He really did. I mean, he had to prove that he belonged. He didn't prove that he belonged. I mean, post-fight, great motivational speech, no doubt about it. I mean, you want to hire him to come in and motivate your troops? I mean, that's the guy to call. No, Phil Brooks, give him a call on the phone because he's probably not at work as far as an MMA fighter is concerned. Of course, he's not going back to the world of wrestling entertainment anytime soon, especially 
The fact is, did you see how skinny he was last night? I mean, 170 pounds. And now the cauliflowered ears. I mean, he had no serious injuries as far as his facial features and his head and all that kind of stuff was concerned when he was doing the world wrestling entertainment stuff. But, man, last night he had a couple of cauliflowered ears. His jaw was swollen. His cheekbones were swollen. I mean, man, Mickey Gall, Mickey Gall brought it. Mickey Gall opened up a can of ass whoop and just kept spraying and spraying it for 2 minutes and 14 seconds. <laughs> it was all about Mickey Gall. CM Punk, we'll see him again, but as an announcer, not as a fighter. You are tuned to the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. Next up, Mr. Wrestling, Mr. MMA himself, the Wrestling Observer's very own, the creator, the icon, Dave Meltzer, next on Sports Byline. When you struggle with credit card bills every month, you're not just in debt. Debt is all around you. I see people every day that are on the brink. They're going to go over the edge, and at the bottom is bankruptcy, and we pull them back. At the Debt Helpline, we're experts at helping you resolve your debt problems and become free of debt. We can help you pay off your debt and give you one lower monthly payment that you can afford. You do get to consolidate your payments. You only have to worry about making one payment a month instead of making three or four or five. If you have 5000 10000 or more in credit card bills, call the Debt Helpline now for a free confidential debt analysis. 800-957-6063. 800-957-6063. Call the CESI Debt Helpline right now for a free confidential debt review. 800-957-6063-800-957-6063. Hi, I'm Dr. Robert Clapper, Chief of Orthopedic Surgery at Cedars-Sinai Medical Group in Los Angeles, California. Dedicated to your health, your life, and your sports. As a weekend warrior, you know about sports injuries and pain. Exercise is an important element in keeping your body's core in good shape to minimize sports injuries. But when you are in pain, there is one product that I recommend to my patients, and that is Blue Goo Gel. Blue Goo consists of a proprietary formula developed specifically for the treatment of inflammation and general muscle aches and strains. I recommend Blue Goo for my patients coping with hip and knee pain before surgery, especially bursitis and tendonitis. Give Blue Goo a try. Call 1-888-330-0123 and you'll receive a one-week supply of Blue Goo absolutely free. The makers of Blue Goo are even paying the shipping. The number again is 1-888-330-0123. If you want more information on Blue Goo, visit online at www.dothegoo.com. Now available at select big five stores near you. This is Carrie Cooper for Guitar Center's Focus on Rock. Shop for the greatest selection of music here on earth at guitarcenter.com. The mighty Fender Telecaster, though used to devastating effect by numerous guitarists, there are a handful of rock heavyweights that have thoroughly rinsed the full potential of this venerable model over the decades. Muddy Waters, Keith Richards, Jimmy Page, Bruce Springsteen, Dave Gilmore, Mark Knopfler and George Harrison to mention a few. For the full Telecaster story, join me over at Focus on Rock. 
It's time to do what you love, and Guitar Center can help at the Labor Day Savings Event with up to 30% off guitars, amps, drums, keys, DJ, and more. Get a five-piece SPL drum kit or a Simmons five-piece electronic drum kit, your choice, just $3.99. A Casio 88-key digital piano, $2.99, or a Meyer Dynamic vocal mic for $29. And don't forget to grab your copy of The List in-store with deals on major brands too low to advertise. Summer may end, but your music doesn't have to. Guitar Center's Labor Day Savings Event, going on now, in-store and online. Now, more Brain Talk with Pedro Fernandez. <laughs> I'm going to like you. I'm going to hang you, but I'm going to like you. That sounds like Ric Flair. That's not Ric Flair, I don't think, but it sure sounds like... Dave Melson, does that sound like Ric Flair? A little bit, yeah. It did. I thought that was... I actually thought that was... I don't know who that was, but that was, I think that, was, that wasn't Ric Flair. Obviously, Dave, very good afternoon. How's life treating you? Good. Good. How's the world of MMA as a whole? Um, it's a very interesting world. Last night was a weird show. <laughs> I mean, it's... um. Business-wise, it's uh, pretty interesting. I mean, they just sold the company, and they just set their record pay-per-view a month ago. And last night, they had their first pay-per-view. Um, I guess officially, well, I guess the first pay-per-view under new ownership was the last one, but this was, uh, you know, with a new ownership in the entire build-up period. Does the new ownership uh, jettison Dana White at some point in time? I, I mean, he's got a five-year deal, whether it'll last the five years. You know, who knows? I mean, who knows? Um, it's it's going to be different. Um, and, uh, you know, but, I mean, it's he's, he's got a great deal to stay. He's got 9% of the profits every year to stay, so it's that's a it's a hell of a deal. You know, Dave, um, being a former law enforcement, if somebody was formerly in law enforcement, I knew what pimps and hookers were working as far as the, the money ratio was concerned. Now, I don't know too many pimps were taking 85% uh, 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 of the pie from their hookers. Uh, I just don't know that. But yet, the the world of the USC, they were report, reportedly taking 85% of every dollar. In other words, talent was only getting between 12 and 15% of the revenues. That doesn't sound kosher to me. Yeah, I mean, it's the same in wrestling, but um, you're, you're right in the sense, um, it's not like they're taking 85% in this because there's so many expenses. But the fighters are underpaid, and the fighters are probably getting just under 15%, probably 13 14% of the total pie, which does sound low and is low, and I think is too low. Um, the company was extremely profitable. That's one of the reasons it was sold for $4 billion was mm-hmm. because of the profit margin and the ex- expectation that the profit margin will be even higher once they get a new TV deal after this deal expires at the end of 2018. Interesting. You know, we talk about the USC, of course, and – the, the fact that it was sold for four thousand two hundred million dollars—that's a lot of money. Four four billion dollars. Yeah, I know. For ye, that that's a lot. Yeah, was that was it? How can I put it? Did the people get taken? Is that was it worth four point two billion dollars from an uh, economic? We'll know, we'll know in a couple of years. Um, you know, there's a, there's a part where you can argue that it was, but if they can st- if they if they can keep doing pay per view numbers like they are doing this year, um, then no. And if they get a television deal that's much increased, then then really no. Um, 
So, but but you know, it's it's such a it's sports got so many um, variables that you you don't you don't know, you know. But I mean, put it this way: the people who bought it for four billion were not the only ones offering four billion. I mean, I know another company was offering that and. Um, several other, you know, uh, Fox and ESPN or, or, or ABC, Disney, whatever. I mean, all the major networks were throwing m- numbers in, although they dropped out before the $4 billion, but they were, you know, most of them were in the, the, the $3 billion to $3.5 billion range that were bidding against them, and one was got up to $3.95 billion. So it's not like, you know, somebody just, like, overspent like crazy. Everybody was Everybody involved was thinking it was worth almost that much. Barcelona and uh, Manchester, UK, of course, the soccer teams over there in Europe are worth about $3.5 billion. Dallas Cowboys reportedly worth $4 billion, USC selling for more than that. Um, in other words, from an, economist, from an economist point of view, and I'm looking at this just from the numbers, I mean, if you spend $4 billion, bucks, is there really a, a, a you're going to probably want to get 25% of that back in the first two years. Are they really going to be able to increase that a billion bucks in, no, in, no, no, no. That's not happening. <laughs> okay. That's not even no under any circumstances. That's not happening. No, but um, you know, with the with debt, you know, I mean, um, I think the feeling is is that if they keep it for a while, that that when they sell it, they'll be able to sell it for far more, and that the revenue is going to grow. And you know, the whole it's all dependent upon how the television business changes or doesn't change. All of this is television. You know, you know, if if, if somehow. TV can't afford the kind of rights fees that they're paying, and everyone says that someday this is going to happen, um, then they're not worth that much. But they're going under the impression that they're going to go in there and get like a gigantic increase when this TV deals up because everyone's going to want them again. And now they're more established than they were, and, and uh, rights fees are higher. But perhaps, you know, rights fees, you know, it's like it's like – Everyone that's in this game is going to spend money for the NFL because the NFL is it. And if the money for the NFL and the NBA and baseball keep going up, um, the people who have the money that would spend it on UFC, I mean, they're going to have less money, not more, if they're spending more on the big sports. And the big sports are always going to get the priority. So, you know, you don't know what the Tier 2 sports are going to be worth for rights fees in 20, you know, 2018, 2019. But if there's 215 channels on the dial as a whole, and this, I mean, I understand the population is growing and everybody's got cable or some type of Internet form and things like that. But are there really enough people to spread around here and make a, 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 an investor? In other words, some, in other words somebody uh, advertising for these? In other words, is it going to be worth it? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, football, everyone thinks is worth it, but this isn't football. Um and one, they're, they're not uh, USC right now isn't having trouble selling commercials, so so they're okay. Okay, but yeah, I mean, and their ratings are, are are going up, not down. So that's good because most people in television are going down. So I mean, the signs are good, but you know, it, so much of this is out of everyone's hands. You know, it's it's not because um, less people are getting cable, so the cable companies have less money to to spend because mm-hmm. they're getting less um, right. transmission fees. Cutting the cord. So, yeah, people cutting the cord. So, you know, that whole business is changing. Um, will, um, will straight Internet companies, you know, like, you know, want to get in on the sports and all of a sudden become competitors? I mean, it hasn't happened yet. Perhaps it could. I mean, I, mean, I know the NFL's made deals uh, with, uh, like, Yahoo and everything. So Facebook? I mean, it's just, everything's, everything's changing really rapidly, which could help them a lot, and it, it, could, it could hurt them a lot. We don't know. 
Are the millennials watching uh, MMA? MMA is real strong right now with males 35 to 49. Yeah. The old boxing demographic. Yeah, but the bo- you know boxing's now like 55 plus. No, but I mean that was the old boxing demographic. Yeah, so I mean, it, in, in a sense, you could say they're taking over. They're taking over the spot in our society that boxing used to have, and boxing is is for the older, you know, fans and and the ethnic fans, and MMA is where you know maybe boxing was when we were kids. You know, I, I, um, Al Heyman's put together a, a a company, Premier Boxing Champions, which he's put together four hundred and fifty million dollars of investors' money. He's buying airtime on CBS, NBC, and, and Fox, different networks. He's got stuff going on Spike, about fifteen to other different. Uh, cable platforms. But the question I have for you, and it's sort of like the question I had for Larry Merchant, he didn't know whether it's it's coming to fruition or not, but are there enough boxing fans out there that he can cultivate a new a, a new group, another, in other words, bring new, in other words, if you keep this with the same old demos on boxing, if it's the same old people watching boxing, you're not going to increase the numbers. Therefore, buying all this airtime is doing you nothing. What I'm trying to say is, do you think that more younger people are turning to boxing because this guy's buying airtime and throwing it on TV? To a degree, it's happening. But is it enough to justify it? You know, right now I would say no. But um, I mean, some of the you know some of the boxing events on network TV have done. You know, they're not doing generally. I mean, there was there was one right after the Olympics, but it almost doesn't count. But mm-hmm. but um, generally, they're doing less than MMA. You know, about the same or less than an MMA show would do. Uh, but but drawing an older audience, um, but but yeah, it's more younger people, um, you know, when they're on a spike or something like that. They, they still do less than MMA, but it's still, you know, it's it's available now to an audience, or at least better fights are available to an audience. Whereas before, you would always it'd always be HBO and Showtime, and that was limiting. I mean, because yes, you know, your your hardcore boxing fans absolutely were, were buying those stations and and they were watching, but two thirds of the country wasn't even getting those stations, so you weren't. You weren't really making a lot of new fans or as many new fans as you could if you were on, um, you know, like NBC or something like that with those, these primetime shows. So, I mean, it's helped make new fans, but for the cost involved, I mean, it, it appears that everyone's lost a ton of money on the on the deal so far. <laughs> well, it doesn't look too good, no doubt about that. Um, I wish I, I actually wish him the very best of luck because, you know, boxing does need a shot in the arm and bringing it back to network TV is a great thing. And, of course, these other promoters, Bob Arum and the old guard, they could have bought these. They could have bought airtime. Instead, they wanted to put fights on pay-per-view that don't belong on pay-per-view. So they were greedy. I'm giving Al Heyman a shot here, giving him a chance. But all in all, going against the establishment is not a good thing. Yeah, it's a tough fight. It's a tough fight. It's a um, tough although fight. I think in, bo- I think in boxing, um, you know, they, they – They've got a, you know, they've done a lot more successful going against the establishment in boxing than they ever would have in, in, say, MMA. Okay, interesting. Dave Meltz is our guest, talking USC two hundred three. Alistair Overeem, of course, failing against Stip Miocic for the world heavyweight champion. Travis Brown, the sperm donor for tra- for Ronda Rousey. At least he didn't get thrashed last night. I mean, you know, they could they, he could talk was, after the fight. That was a mess, though. It's like that was like some really bad officiating and and. Uh, you know, uh, regulatory work because so he he broke his finger, messed up his finger, and he like calls timeout. You can't call timeout in the middle of a fight. <laughs> I mean, the fight's over, and they kept the fight going for three rounds. I mean, that fight should have been stopped in the first round. No doubt about it. Dave Meltzer's our guest. He'll be here after the break. This is Sports Byline.
everyone has their moment of picking themselves off the floor, and I'd gone through several of mine, but no one had, had actually seen me go through it, and maybe I just had to be that example of picking myself off the floor for everyone, and maybe that's what I'm meant for. It's time to gear up for fall at John Deere with a new compact utility tractor. Get 0% financing for 60 months, big implement bonuses, and our free six-year powertrain warranty on versatile, easy-to-use John Deere compact tractors. It's time to gear up today and save. Offer ends October 28, 2016, subject to approved installment credit with John Deere financial terms, conditions, exclusions, and warranty limitations. Apply see dealer for details. Visit your local John Deere dealer today to take advantage of special savings going on now. Find out more at myjohndeerdealer.com. Are you concerned about your prostate? Do you pee more often than you used to? Do you wake up to go? Be honest, is there a drop in your romantic life? These problems may not just go away, so you need to call for a free bottle of Super Beta Prostate, the number one non-prescription formula for your prostate. The ingredients are naturally sourced. With Super Beta Prostate, you'll have less urges to urinate, less waking at night, and an improvement in your romantic life guaranteed. Try it free. Pay only shipping and handling. Call 1-800-922-4074. Super Beta Prostate is so powerful, you'd have to take 100 saw palmetto capsules to get the same active ingredients in just one Super Beta Prostate tablet. Stop running to the bathroom and call us now for your free bottle. Hurry, this free offer won't last. Call 1-800-922-4074. 1-800-922-4074. 1-800-922-4074. Don't complain about your cable bill going up and up and up. Do something about it. Grab a pencil and jot down this special number. Call 877-499-MY-TV. The more cable TV rates go up, the better digital satellite TV looks. So cancel the cable and get more of your favorite channels in 100% digital quality for less money. Call 877-499-MY-TV. At just $24.99, what are you waiting for? Pull out your major credit or debit card. Call now, 877-499-MY-TV. Here comes the decision now. Let's listen. Clarity in the world of professional boxing is spelled WBO. That's right. The World Boxing Organization is boxing's only transparent sanctioned body. You can follow the WBO on Facebook or check out their website, WBOboxing.com. That's WBOboxing.com. The World Boxing Organization. Hey, everybody, this is Brian Alvarez. Join me and my buddy Mike Sempervivi for Wrestling Observer Live every weekday at noon Pacific, 3 Eastern, and Sundays at 3 Pacific, 6 Eastern, as we talk all the news in pro wrestling and mixed martial arts. Wrestling Observer Live, now airing six days a week, here on the Sports Byline USA Radio Network. Now, more of Ring Talk. With Pedro Fernandez. Woo! It's gonna be good. You tune to Sports Byline. Dev Meltz is our guest, USC 203. In the rear view mirror, Stip Miocic, still the world heavyweight champion. Verdum was a winner on the card. Of course, a poorly officiated card, no doubt about that. Mickey Gallon, CM Punk. CM Punk was very classy in defeat. Dave? Hello. Dave, I mean, CM Punk was very classy yeah, in defeat. Yeah, very much, very much so. Um, I thought he spoke very well, but he, um, 
he was far, far, far from UFC caliber as a fighter. I mean, even further than I kind of, I think maybe we even expected. I mean, it was it's, it was just reality. I mean, it's he he couldn't buck the reality of you can't really pick up a professional sport at the age of 35 and then be competitive, you know, even at a low level at 37. It's just there's a difference between, you know, I mean, that's just what it was. You know, he he started he started too old. What about Batista? Did he have one or two MMA fights? Did he ever have an hey, MMA? Batista had one MMA fight at 43, mm-hmm. but it wasn't a, it wasn't with a guy who was UFC caliber. I mean, the thing is, they put him against like a guy. I mean, granted, the guy only had two fights, but it was a real prospect. Brown belt, and and so he got destroyed. I mean, if Dave Batista would have fought, you know, granted, there's not a lot of good heavyweights, but if he would have fought like a a really um, you know one of the best young heavyweights coming up, you know, he wouldn't have done well. He fought a guy who who um, you know, was was a lot more experienced than him, but was a journeyman uh, fighter with no training. Mickey Gall had been training for this fight for months. When Dave fought, I mean, they got the opponent. You know how that goes in boxing. Yep. Got the opponent like on the Wednesday before the Saturday. You know what I mean? Dave mm-hmm. Batista been training for this fight for months. With Punk, I mean, Mickey Gall's been training for this fight since uh, two years, like February so. or something. Yeah, I mean, for, yeah. so yeah, it was was not a good night as far as the fight went for Punk. Uriah Faber, once the favorite, the darling of the UFC, of course, one of the best fighters never to win a UFC title, former WEC World Extreme Cage Fighting Champion, lost to Jimmy Rivera in a, thought, in a fight that a lot of people thought was like a work fight for him. He was going to prevail over Rivera. Is Faber done at 35 or starting to show the, the signs of being done? Yeah, it was sad, it was sad to watch because Rivera, Rivera has a bad eye injury. He got his eye poked in the third round and actually uh, must have lied to the doctor because he couldn't see out of the right eye for almost the entire fight, and Faber still barely hit him, almost never, and he still won the third round. So um, Faber, you know, he was one of the greats and one of the most exciting fighters there was, very charismatic, but his time is his time has passed. And it was sad. This was sad to watch, because it's one thing, he had a bad fight with Dominic Cruz in his last fight, but yeah. you can go, well, that's Dominic Cruz. You know what I mean? Dominic Cruz is a fantastic fighter. Jimmy Rivera is a good fighter. But he's not Dominic Cruz, and Faber couldn't do anything with him. Never lie to a referee or yourself. I remember one time I was looking across the ring at the Showboat Hotel in Las Vegas, and I saw six guys. Okay, all, and I'm talking about there was one guy I was fighting, but there were six of them. So I said to myself, I think I've had enough. Well, that's the smart thing to do. I mean, you know. Yikes! He, you know, he went and he decided he wanted to fight. And he's, I, I, I mean, he was still... I, I don't know about today, but I know people who saw him last night, and he still couldn't see out of the eye. This is late last night, long after the fight was over, which was pretty kind of scary. 18,000 people, a gate of 2.6 million in Cleveland. A good gate, good events. Of course, a hometown guy wins. Where does the heavyweight champion go now? Got to be, in my mind, it's and it should be easy, obvious. Stephen Miocic, Kane Velasquez, um, you know, in a couple months. Yeah. Uh, whether that's where they'll go, I, I would think that's where they'll go. I think it's pretty clear. Um, I know Fabricio Verdum was really pushing for the shot, you know, saying, you know, he did beat Kane, but I thought Fabricio did not look good at all last night. While no. Kane looked absolutely phenomenal in his last fight, so to me, it's a pretty easy choice. Kane Velasquez, of course, he was hanging out the taco truck and he got real fat in between fights and disrespected Mother uh, Mother Nature when he went down there and abused the altitude. Of course, went into Mexico City, the high altitude of Mexico City, without training an extensive amount of time down there. So yep. he, he committed a lot of sins, and he paid for it. But I'm telling you, nothing in, in my mind, if I was a heavyweight out there, nothing would piss, would scare the death, scare the pants out of me more than a motivated and focused Cain Velasquez at this time. Who, Dave Meltzer, is being told to not go 115 miles an hour in training? 
What do you mean? In other words, they're, you know, he's not doing the crazy. They're holding him back just a little bit now. Before he used to just go all out, yeah, that's yeah, why yeah, he got yeah. hurt. He, he's, had, he's had a lot of injuries. So, you know, his problem is his entire career has been, you know, injuries and then the one mistake by not training in Mexico. I mean, aside yeah. from that, he's been pretty flawless, but yep. he's had, you know, I mean, he had the ability to be an all-time great, and, I, and you know, it's, it's like you almost can't say he's an all-time great because he just hasn't fought enough. Um, but, yeah, you know, you, you know I, I heard him say, like, if he ever fights in Mexico again, he's going to Mexico for, you know, six, eight weeks, ten weeks, um, instead of, you know, he went two weeks and it was just not enough to be acclimated. And he, you know, he, he just hit the wall uh, and, and paid the price. Yeah, I'm looking at this USC, um, the rest of USC as far as 2016 is concerned. Of course, the USC fight night in Texas on the 17th, the 24th, they go to Brazil and Chris Cyborg, I guess Chris Cyborg is going to do her thing down there. Um, Bisping and Henderson too, BJ Penn later in the year. I don't, why is it there aren't any super names jumping out here as far as these this this this, this the rest of 2016 is concerned? Had well, they not Con, announced? You no, know, I mean the super names. John Jones is suspended, so it won't be him. Connor uh, will probably fight in Madison Square Garden, I'm guessing. And and um, okay, Ronda is. We'll find out. You know, I mean, I know they want Ronda for the December show. One thing I can say is, um, um, Ronda was was at the show last night and she was at a pro wrestling show the night before and you know there's a lot of photos that were running around the internet with ronda looking out of shape and and people going like oh you know whatever but but she was very much you know in in at fighting weight last night or in the night you know this week so she's clearly gotten back into shape which i consider a good sign and all the pictures of her she just was beaming and all the pictures that i'd seen of her for months was had that scowl on her face like she was just going through you know this major depression so so I think that she like hit rock bottom and she's kicking her way back up and um, hopefully for you know hopefully she fights by the end of the year. If she fights by the end of the year and Connor fights at Madison Square Garden, this would be a great year financially for UFC. But they need both of them to have to to, have, to, to, to break the record. I mean, it's actually still going to be a great year either way. But if they both fight one more time, they'll have a record breaking year. How did she go from a media darling and a fan favorite to a bit of a turd? It was the way she lost the fight, and just, you know, um, I think a lot of people didn't really like the way she... It's not that she lost, because everybody loses, but the way she behaved after the loss, she went into, she went into seclusion, she never congratulated Holly Holm. Um, you know, she just kind of disappeared off the face of the earth. Mm, of course, and it was the attitude that, that she brought into the fight, like, you know, she was untouchable, and then afterwards she didn't have too many, uh, not a whole lot of excuses. The bottom line was Holly Holm beat her, and of course Holly Holm... And Lenny Fuescas thought they were going to outsmart uh, Dana White and take the fight with Misha Tate. And, of course, he said on the show, Lenny Fuescas, I call the shots. Well, he called the shots. And, of course, Holly Holm was out. Then they put Holly in tough again with Valentina Shevchenko, whatever her name was. Valentina Shevchenko and Valentina Shevchenko just beat her. I know, but 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 wasn't that a bit of a – I mean, how can I put this? Dana White was doing her no favors. Um, I don't know about no favors. I mean, Shemin Shem 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 Valentina can fight. You see how many quick boxing matches? She only lost like two out of 60 fights. Yeah, but when she was in UFC, she had lost to Amanda Nunez and didn't look, you know, she hadn't looked like a killer in UFC at all. That's true. Um, it's, but, but as a striker, yeah, she was the one striker. You know, they expected a good striker and, and uh, someone who was going to give home a good fight, and she gave home a better fight than they expected. Amanda Nunez, a baby-faced assassin? Amanda Nunez is tough, but Amanda Nunez, you know, if you get her past, you know, the middle, the middle of round two, she's not, you know, she, historically she hasn't been that tough. 
Hmm. So, um, I mean, she's been beaten several times, so it's a really interesting. Of course, the thing is that she's real strong in the first round. Ronda Rousey's really strong in the first round. So it's, it's, um, that's like an interesting matchup as well. I mean, it, the whole women's division at 135 is kind of in a, in a weird state because Nunez isn't, isn't a big star, but she's the champion. Uh, Tate and Holm are both, I mean, are both coming off losses, and they're stars. And then there's Ronda sitting on the sidelines, who's the biggest star of all. Dave Meltzer publishes the Wrestling Observer Newsletter, of course, forty to 50,000 words each week on MMA, pro wrestling, a little bit of boxing as well. And Dave, you've been doing that since when? 1982. Oh, Roy Shire was still promoting. No, he wasn't. He stopped. No? Roy Shire started, stopped in uh, January. Or, or Yeah, the Battle Royal in 81, I think, was Slash or the Battle Royal in 80. So he's, he's, he'd stopped for a couple of years by then. Veering off subject here from MMA to pro wrestling, I had J.R. Ross on the show, of course, for the Fight app, F-I-T-E, this new app, which shows about a lot of boxing, MMA, and pro wrestling as well. And he was saying that, that, that Roy Shire, he, he, he obviously echoed the thoughts that Roy Shire was genius. And he said this, he said that our favorite tag team of the Blonde Bombers, Ray Stevens and Pat Patterson, that they could, they could compete today not only in the ring, but as from a, a psychological point of view, that they knew how to work people and that these, today's heels just don't know how to work people. Ray Stevens and Pat Patterson were two of the all-time greats. If they... they, they a lot of the guys from that era would be um, promo wise. The guys were better then than they are now. Actually, a lot better because they read off teleprompters, Dave. Yeah, I know they're they're, they're reciting lines and they're they have no feeling. Um, athletically, you know, the guys now can do a lot more in the ring. But uh, Stevens and Patterson, if they were around and given the shot as far as being able to work and everything like that, they'd be, you know, they would be great today. Um, not everyone from that era would be, but they would be. Uh, uh, MMA returns to the Philippines with BJ Penn, the former lightweight champion, now fighting at 145. Never the most dedicated fight, uh, fighter at 155 as far as his body was concerned. He sort of had that, 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 uh, that, 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 uh, gonna, what's the word they look? Fat, soft, soft, a little, soft a little soft, yeah. Yeah, a little soft look to him. Now at 145. Is he toned? But can he compete at his age? He's got to be like 35 years old at least, right? Yeah, I think he's closer to 38. Um, BJ Penn hasn't fought in years. The last time he fought, he looked very, very bad. So that's not a good sign. Um, so this will be a test. I mean, he's fighting a guy who's really good, like around, um, I don't remember his exact number in the division, but it's right around five. Um, he's been training at Greg Jackson's camp, so we'll see. I mean, it's like instead of training himself in Hawaii, he's, he went to Albuquerque. He's been there for months. So hopefully we get like a you know the best BJ Penn, but you know BJ Penn's one of those guys you know about these guys in sports. I mean like there's guys like Randy Couture, who who were were very good, but they were very good because they worked so hard and they were good athletes. BJ Penn was like one of those guys who was a natural and didn't learn work habits. So until he was like thirty, he's waxing everybody. But those kind of guys don't have the longevity because they don't have, you know, once you get past 30, your natural ability is not going to take you through. But if you still have the work habits, you know, and the dedication, you can get it. And it's, it's not impossible, but I think it's real tough for a guy like BJ to, to be a great fighter at that age, especially, again, the thing I've learned is that the smaller weight classes, um, you, you, you really, you know, when, when you get past 32, 33 in the smaller weight classes, you, you hit a decline anyway. Whereas, like, the heavyweights and even the light heavyweights, you know, you will see guys 35, 37, 38 that, that can still do well because it's more of a power class than a speed class. He's in a speed weight class. And, I mean, he's, he's got great technique, but um, 
I, I, I don't know. I, I, when the last time I saw him fight, I was kind of thinking like that this is really it for him. But, you know, again, he's trying to come back, but I think it's going to be like Faber. I really do. Same as in boxing, uh, fighters in the lighter weights mature a lot quicker. What is an estrogen blocker? Well, it's something that you take to uh, keep from getting secondary female sex characteristics. Like big breasts? Off steroids. All right, all right, so in other words, it, it, it is. there's no way that anybody would take an estrogen blocker accidentally. I mean, you wouldn't go to, like, your, your local uh, uh, GNC and pick up a drink uh, that, that has that in it, would you? I wouldn't think so. I mean, anything is possible. Ooh. I would be exceedingly skeptical <laughs> of that. Okay, so how can how can John Jones and Brock Lesnar both test positive for this estrogen blocker, and yet nobody's really jumping on jumping out and screaming about it? I mean, I know yeah, John Jones. Are, no, people people are, but it's it's like one of those things. John Jones thinks he's gonna, you know, I mean, John Jones thinks he's gonna get away with it. I don't know what his defense is. So there's gonna be a hearing in in Nevada on mm-hmm. October the 10th. John Jones is scheduled, and Brock Lesnar is scheduled. Now they could get it postponed, but. You know, we'll find out what their defense is and what they're claiming, and and on October the tenth, and we'll find out what Nevada does about it. Um, I don't know how they'll handle it. I've got to think they're going to be suspended for a while. I mean, maybe like a year, but maybe not two years. Uh, but you know, I mean, it's it's up to the Nevada Commission. I mean, they're 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 real big stars. It's a you know, I mean, the commission, but the commission's been pretty hard line on on, on drug test failures of late. So I I don't know. Um, I don't know what they'll do. I, my gut is, is, is that Lesnar won't fight again, but he kind of talks like he will. Uh, John, obviously, he's going to come back and fight again at some point. I think that's a lock. The magic of Dave Meltzer, whose brother's a magician as well. Dave, I thank you so much for appearing on Sports Byline. Okay, anytime. You're tuned to the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. And I've been doggone if I wouldn't bring you my Are you a business owner or an individual who owes the IRS? Then be prepared to write down an important phone number. Do you owe $10,000 or more in back taxes? Do you need to file back tax returns? Are you dealing with bank levies and wage garnishments? It's time to deal with your IRS problem today. Call Certified Tax Tax Representation now. Certified Tax Tax Representation, Inc. represents clients just like you in all 50 states. They will contact the IRS on your behalf the same day that you become a client, and you can become a client immediately. It's time for you to face your IRS problems. Think about how great you're going to feel when you're represented by a company who's an advocate for you, who knows the law, who also will contact the IRS the same day you become a client. Call today for your free, no obligation consultation. Call now, 1-800-999-1064. That's 1-800-999-1064. Not all cases are typical and some may not qualify. The consultation is free and so is the call, so call right now. 1-800-999-1064. That's 1-800-999-1064. Do you have an old car sitting in your driveway? How would you like to learn a hassle-free way to get rid of it, help kids in need, and get a great tax donation in the process? 
It's real easy. One simple free call to our car donation hotline is all it takes. Call the Nishama Foundation at 800-760-4895. 800-760-4895. We'll come pick your car up for free and give you a tax donation for the full value of the car, running or not. The value of your unwanted car will go to help kids in need. It's fast and easy. Just call us and your car will be gone and on its way to helping children in 48 hours. And you get a nice tax deduction. Call the Nishama Foundation now to get rid of your car, help kids, and get a tax write-off. Call 800-760-4895. 800-760-4895. That's 800-760-4895. Hey, you. Yeah, you. Pull out your smartphone and Shazam this now. Go ahead. I'll wait. Geico presents the Shazam 15, featuring the top 15 Shazam songs in the U.S. Make sure you Shazam now to check it out. Interact with Geico to gecko yourself and share it with friends. You can even get a free quote. Shazam now and experience more with Geico. The Shazam 15, brought to you by Geico. Geico, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Geico presents sharing versus oversharing. Earlier this week, Claire Tippins shared a princess nickname generator, three pictures of her dog wearing a tutu, and two online quizzes, including what candy is your dream castle made of? Claire, your sharing has tipped the sugar scale and turned into oversharing. But have no fear, princess. Geico has something worth sharing with your internet kingdom, like how you can save hundreds on your car insurance just by visiting geico.com. No magic wand required. Geico, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. Yeah, that's him, man. So check this out. At 5 p.m. Pacific time today, it'll be No Holds Barred. Of course, I uh, embark on No Holds Barred with a couple of co-hosts. I'm talking about Dr. Mike Lane. We talk pro wrestling with Dr. Mike Lane on hour number one. Of course, Zach Tack Young joins me in hour number two to talk mixed martial arts. We'll talk about wrestling in hour number one, of course, with Rich Vizek, of course, he wrote a, a big book on Dick the Bruiser. Dick Bruiser is one of the wrestling icons from Midwest, Milwaukee, that kind of good stuff. And we'll also have somebody that was very close to the Three Stooges, right? Of course, Three Stooges were big in wrestling and boxing. In fact, I didn't know if you knew it or not, but the three Howard brothers, Shemp Howard, Mo Howard, and Curly Howard, Jerome Howard, that was Curly's real name, um, they only appeared in one Three Stooges episode in 1952 called Hold That Lion. In fact, Curly was the guy with the clothespin on his nose wearing the derby hat and the seat on the train. What I'm trying to tell you is Larry Fine was a professional boxer as well, and he did some wrestling. So we're going to bring in somebody from the Three Stooges. We'll talk wrestling as well. We'll talk MMA, CM Punk, Stip Miocic, you name it. we got it going on at 5 p.m. Pacific. I'm right here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. No holds barred. Until next time, much peace, much respect. Don't forget, this is Sports Byline.